0: Welcome in, everybody, to Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined as always by my good friend and co host, Joe Dorville. What's going on, Joe? Well, what's going on, man? Sports, sports, sports. That's what's going on. (laughs) Absolutely. The thing on everybody's mind, at least on my mind, because I was off last night and I got to watch it, was game one of the NBA Finals. Lucky you, I had to to record another podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you guys had the other podcast no. going on. Well, let me break it down for you. So, in the first quarter, Heat looked like they came out running. And I thought, mm. oh, these young legs. LeBron's too old. Anthony Davis can't do it all by himself. And that lasted about 12 minutes. Yeah,
1: the at first one, quarter.
0: <laughs> yeah, at one point, they were up 23-10. to 10, The Heat were up 23-10. And I thought, oh, they're going to give the Lakers some fits. And then... Uh, Goran Dragic got hurt. Shots started to not fall for the Heat. The Laker Rondo started draining threes. Rondo and did that to you. It was it was a mess. It became very evident that the Lakers were gonna take this one, and it. I, I wanted to get your thoughts on it because it looked like Eric Spolstra just was like trying things, almost like experimenting different ways to yeah. kind of guard Anthony different, Davis uh, and what to do with LeBron.
1: Um, it's shocking because Spoh usually doesn't do in-game uh, adjustments. He usually waits for a post-game. But, um, yeah, I think we're going on down, and then Bam went down this third quarter. Yeah. I think he had to throw different bodies out there and see what worked. Because and then um, Bam didn't even in the time he was on the floor he didn't do well against Ad uh, I looked it up Ad was six of seven on um, when Bam was guarding him so Bam wasn't the uh, presence that a lot of us thought and Ad is a better uh, offensive talent than. Like, yeah, he's a better offensive talent than Bam seen in these playoffs so far. I'd say he's better than uh, Giannis because Giannis can't extend his game out to the three-point line, whereas AD can.
0: Yeah, and um, it was weird to see Duncan Robinson because he's been having a very good playoff run. He got completely just blanked. He was 0-3 shooting, only got four rebounds. It was... It was odd to see the Lakers, because this whole time we've been talking about how the Lakers don't have a lot of depth, how it's yeah. going to be AD and LeBron and then everyone, they're going to kind of carry everyone else. And I remember last, uh, on Monday when we were talking about the finals matchup, I, I was like, well, the Heat, they're younger. They've got more depth. Jimmy Butler is going to will that team to, to accomplish something. And it, it, it looked like the case in the first quarter. It literally, I was like, all right, cool. Here we go. And then after that, it was... And then what I said kicked in
1: and I said the Heat, the Lakers have the experience yep, and they have the guys that are just going to will you to win and they're going to just prep. Like, the same way the Patriots are just leaning on teams, they're just going to lean on you guys. um, And yeah, and they have depth. Uh, let's not forget Danny Green is a what, three-time champion, two-time mm-hmm. champion. Uh, Caldwell Pope, I mean, he is in what a lot of people expected when he got drafted but he can hit shots he was 2 or 6 uh, they got the Morris brother and they got Caruso the hidden gem who is gonna give you, you love 10. Caruso I'm a big fan of Caruso Caruso gets a lot of fl- not flack but people underestimate him because he looks like you're the guy the 15th guy on your high school team that when he gets it everybody's like yeah
0: or yeah but the guy who's he's the really uh, equipment good. manager <laughs> yeah for, yeah and then his senior year for senior night they put him in and then he like drains a three and everyone freaks out that's yeah that's, that's what exactly what he looks what like, he
1: looks like. <laughs> and people uh pigeonhole him to that but no he's a really good player
0: <laughs> yeah he's definitely um and I, I i knew caruso could play everyone knows about playoff rondo he's done it for years um mm. <clears throat> dwight howard has been kind of off and on it's weird when they play double yeah. dwight howard in these little spurses he does well, but when they put him in there too long, he kind of, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, he's flounders. Yeah, exactly. But um, I'm just looking at something uh, from uh basketball reference. So in the fourth quarter, Jimmy Butler, who rolled his ankle, so he was hurting, but only played a minute 26. Duncan Robinson only played two minutes out of all of the starters for the Miami Heat. Only three of them played in the fourth quarter, obviously, because mm. Goran and Bam got hurt. And they didn't mm. play more than seven minutes total. So, Jeez. Eric Spolstra is obviously trying to figure something out.
1: Especially the third quarter.
0: I think it was a little out of uh It was a little, little out, out of, of hand. range. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it just looks like, because, I mean, third quarter... Anthony Davis still playing, played 12 minutes, LeBron almost 10 minutes. And then it's just weird because going into the fourth quarter, still LeBron played almost the entire fourth quarter. Anthony Davis played seven minutes. So it's just it's bizarre to look at this because it's like, oh no, the Lakers, we're not going to let up. Like, obviously.
1: uh, uh, They are coming in with a focus that, like I I think I said, this is the best team the Heat are going to see and this is the most determined team that the Heat are going to see because they've gotten together with an agenda. Uh, Anthony Davis is on a one-year deal, basically. He's a free agent, essentially, after this year. So LeBron is not going to waste this opportunity, uh, a golden opportunity in his mind, because they're they're not even seeing the teams. They didn't even see the teams they thought they were going to see. This is kind of like that Western Conference run that Golden State went on uh, for their first title win they got the Clippers, but then Chris Paul got hurt. Um, I forgot. They played another team and then like a star player was hurt. And then when they got to the finals, there's only LeBron James, no Kevin Love, no Kyrie. Like the Heat is was the fifth seed. That's not who the Lakers thought they were going to see. Yeah. No,
0: you're definitely right about that. And they didn't I-
1: see the Clippers <laughs> who they thought they were going to see.
0: I did want to throw this out there. J.R. Smith um, did get almost two minutes of playing time, so that's always good to see. I said Rajon Rondo started draining threes. I I want to amend that. I saw him make his first three, and then he missed the next four. He made made two shots. So Yeah, but just to watch him hit that first three, because it was the first one that he took, and he drained it, and I was like, oh, shit. It's like, oh,
1: man, is this going to be the game? It's always confusing when he makes a three. Yeah, But, um, I've got down their uh, uh, contested and uncontested shots because that's a stat I like to see because you got to make the ones when you're wide open. And the Lakers were 46% on uncontested, whereas the Heat were 40% on uncontested.
0: Ah, uh, really? Um,
1: yeah. I was going to say, if you're not going to make it when you're open, then it's going to be really hard when you got LeBron in, in your fucking chest. Yeah, <laughs> or for you sure. Got Danny Green in your chest. And um, yeah, Duncan... That was the thing. Um, you asked me that and I fucking spiraled off of that. Um Duncan going over three, um the way the Lakers are looking, is they're essentially gonna make him overwork on defense where he hasn't had to as much. Yeah. So he's gonna be doing a lot more running around chasing Danny Green or Caldwell Pope and he won't be able to get his footing on offense. So Yeah, and I think the Lakers and just, he just with LeBron, LeBron take more than AD. Three
0: shots. They know what they're doing. They know how to play yeah. some defense. Um, yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna Moore be tough. A good coach, yeah, Frank he's Moore a very good coach. A good
1: coach. I was gonna say he had got those uh, Pacer teams to look decent for a long time. Yeah, um, definitely. So, and he just ran up against LeBron in the Heat. All right, let's and move
0: on now. Uh, just, wait, before we move on, so I want to know.
1: Who I, I do hear my roommates talking in the background.
0: <laughs> you are taking the Lakers. Yeah, I said Lakers in five. Yeah, you did. Okay. I'm still going with the Heat in six. Uh, I'm hoping they can bounce back and make something happen. So just wanted to be clear on that. I, as everyone knows, am going to continue to root for the underdog until I am proven otherwise. And I am right there. I, I, I love that you're sticking to
1: your guns, bud. Got, you. Uh, I Got to. Tyler Hero was a net negative in this game.
0: Yeah, uh, well, a lot of them were a net negative.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he was like the biggest net negative. He was minus fifty three in his uh, between his offense and defensive rating. Um, he wasn't hitting shots. They he had the highest usage of anyone. So yeah, I mean, once Gorin went out, it was, it appears that they just said, "Hey, you're the point guard."
0: <laughs> yeah. As um, far as plus minuses, I've got Jay Crowder at minus twenty one, Jimmy Butler minus fourteen, Iggy's at minus twenty five. It was it was bad. Yeah. And then um, uh, defensively they exploited him.
1: Basically, they were doing a lot of pick and roll where he was the primary defender. And uh, go to work on him. So yeah, it was
0: it was rough, but I think they're gonna bounce back. I think everything's gonna be all right, man. Here we go.
1: Bounce back. Look, I said five because I'm a gentleman, and that's a gentleman sweep. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this could be a four game out, especially if, no because probably gonna be out for the rest of the series because he has a torn plantar fasciata, and then depending on the extent of Bam's injury. If Bam is less than 100% already going against these guys, it, uh, it could be real quick. We could be done talking about this by next episode.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not.
1: No, nah, I think game four would take us to
0: next Thursday at least. But Yeah. All right. Well, we only had one game in the NBA, so let's move on to the NFL. <laughs> Um, before we talk about the Thursday night um, matchup, I guess, if you want to call it that, the Thursday night <laughs> game, which is going to be tonight, yeah. Denver at New Jersey, or excuse me, at New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> see what I, did there? I um, see what you did there? But first I wanted to ask you real quick about this. Uh, the Steelers-Titans game has been postponed. It won't be yep. played this week um, because of the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah. Uh, three cases of players and then five uh, of the staff. Um, well, There was
1: one more case I want to say to day and that's why it got officially postponed to okay. on this week
0: yeah so i wanted to get your take on this just if you want to quickly touch on it i thought i honestly was like there's no way they're going to postpone it there's too much financial incentive for them to play the games as scheduled three players yeah. you can replace with three other players you know what i mean that's the next man up kind of mentality the
1: thing, the thing we never know is which
0: players and then how is it affecting them yeah, because that wasn't—that's obviously not released. That's yeah, you know. nobody's really reporting. Them. But I, what, what did you think this game was going to get postponed? Because in the Slack, I even said like they're playing this game, and then everyone's like, oh, it might get post. Like Kyle was like, oh, it might get pushed till Monday. I'm like, that's not—that's a day. That's not a postponement. Like they're going to yeah. play this game, and then it turns out he was right, and they pushed yeah. it. <laughs> they they said well, indefinitely postpone, and I was like, ah, shit.
1: Brandon, don't feel bad. Uh, at the beginning of this pandemic, when we first met, I said we're not going to have football at all. And now uh, we're in week, we're going into week four. So yes. And just so everyone is
0: clear, I was the one when we all first met in the zoom chat saying you guys are insane. It's a $6 billion industry. They're playing football this year. Yeah, I thought uh, health concerns might
1: uh, take the day, but as You're we in our country, uh, not the case. Even anyway. hospitals are for profit. <laughs> yeah, it'll be and prisons. Um, will yeah, be. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, it the uh, so every you we we're gonna find out how everybody's gonna deal with these once they arise. We saw in the MLB, they kind of just. Iced everybody and then, well, iced the teams that had it and then um, ramped up their schedules down the line. Um, the only thing that's interesting with football is, uh, and I, to college football's credit, they have more bye weeks implemented in their season so they can yeah. move around games more easily. I don't know how they're going to do this because they don't have, these two teams don't have the same bye weeks. You can't do, you can't make them play twice in a week because that just feels like unethical. Um, I yeah, mean you can with a Monday, Sunday game, but still, that's. that's well, I don't think they're going to make
0: them play twice in a week. I think what's going to happen is um, they're going to push the playoffs Oh, uh, by like a week, give yeah. them like a week yeah, or two. I think two they because I've heard talk about this, but I think they've already got it figured out to where the playoffs are going to be pushed quite a bit. Okay. Um, like by two or three weeks. So then in the cases in these cases where this happens they're going to be able to be like okay now we'll you know we'll now we'll move it
1: yeah, to this week we'll have these makeup games
0: yeah um
1: cuz i was thinking i mean the one you can't have a seven inning double header like in mlb um and then on top of that i was thinking uh i wonder why they didn't move up the season by say a week or so because without having preseason football I thought they would try to use that time to make more distance um, to give them like an extra week or two. But, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. wait a second. So is not just this year, but going forward, because they've extended um, the amount of teams in the playoffs, is it not going to be the first Sunday in February anymore? No. The Super Bowl? No. I didn't even think about that until just now. That's upsetting. Upsetting sorry about that i had a little technical difficulty it's not a show without technical difficulties
0: (laughs) no it's gonna be it's gonna be pushed it's gonna be towards the end of february now
1: oh and that's not just because of Corona. that's just going forward
0: yeah well that's the thing is once they once they push it they're just probably going to keep it there yeah okay hmm Let's talk about tonight. Let's do this.
1: Oh no! no, 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 no. Before we just talk about that depressing thing, let's talk about Monday night. We didn't get to talk about. Oh Monday yeah,
0: night. we didn't get. To, I always forget because we do the show right after the On game, so night. we always wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, the Ravens got out coached. Uh, okay, that's not okay. I was going to go a different direction, but yeah, uh, I
1: was. I mean, Lamar didn't look good, but the Ravens got out coached. The Ravens. Every time they, I don't know if you saw the stat, but the six times they've been down, um, they at half, they never make a comeback. Um, also, a funny stat: Lamar's no, twenty-one and one against everyone except Patrick, uh, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes in yep. the regular season. I did too. that. Um, so every time they get down, I don't think they come back because they completely change their identity instead of sticking what works for them. They're an explosive... I'm basically stealing this from Bomani Jones and Mina Kimes, by the way. Um, They're an explosive offense when they run the ball. So they don't have to manufacture passes. But then they get down and then they go and try to throw 30 to 40 passes, which is not their game because they already are explosive in the run game. So why abandon the thing you're more explosive at just uh, just for the look of being hurried or rushed and trying to speed this up it's it's frustrating uh if you like that team or watch that team or root for that team because it's like wait we do this well but now we're gonna try to do this other thing it's like if mike leach at the end of a game just was like hey let's just run the clock out instead of airing (laughs) it out like he always does
0: (laughs) yeah i um i agree with you on that i think they went away from their philosophy a little bit because they started to get down and it's only because they got down so quickly, you know, going into the half, it was, what was it? It was 27 to 10. So it was almost like a panic, like, okay, let's start airing it out. Panic. And and Lamar Jackson has been uh, playing quarterback well since he's been in the league. And I know this year uh, Harbaugh said he wanted him to prove that he was an elite passer um that was one of the big things that they worked on in the offseason was him getting the ball down the field um mm. and making those better reads and stuff and i i don't think and now this is, might be a hot take but i don't I'm gonna, think I'm the Can- cool
1: this hot take in a second, but all right if, i ahead. don't
0: think the kansas city chiefs are some unbeatable juggernaut i think they have a lot of oh. weapons on offense but that's not how the NFL works. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like we've seen teams in the past that have had these high-powered offenses and stuff. And then, you know, they get hit in the mouth once or twice, or Patrick you mm. starts getting rushed, or they face a team with an awesome pass rush. And then all of a sudden it's what's going on. You know, they don't go undefeated every year with Patrick Mahomes. And there's a reason for that yeah, because the other teams not. get paid too. So when you look at the final score and everyone talks about these are the two of the best teams in the NFL, you think. I thought when I first saw it, oh my God, yeah. like if that's the, the best yeah. team that the NFL, like exactly they did that to them. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of worried about it, but then, you know, I thought about it and I was like, oh wait, it's still early in the season. Defenses are still trying to play catch up and Kansas city is not going to mm-hmm. be like this for 16 game. You can't, you just physically can't in football. There's too many injuries. It's a collision sport, you know, Tyreek Hill's not going to run as fast in week 16 and 15 that he did in week three and four, you know, getting banged up. It takes one time, you know, God, I never for injuries, but God forbid, yeah. you know, we saw what happened. One hit. Yeah. One hit and this whole season's changed. So I do think the Kansas city chiefs are the top team in the NFL. I just don't think it's by this wide of a margin.
1: Um, Speaking of margins. So I looked up, uh, the average separation for both these teams on this night um, for their receivers where do you find these random stats next gen stats oh, okay. um, I go to next gen stats and then I go to
0: pro football I just take Refresh. my next gen stats from what I see on Sports Center.
1: No, you got to go to... I I discovered the website a week ago. Um, That's like me over here on Basketball Reference. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, on Next Gen Stats, the Chiefs had an average... Their receivers had an average separation of 3.63. The Ravens had an average separation of 2.28. The league average is 2.8. So, the Ravens were well below and the Chiefs were well above the average yard separation for their receivers. So, it's hard for – if you're going to do this pass system, which you're, you're not prone to doing, you have to be able to create space for your receivers in the play calling. You can't just – I would say they have no one creating separation. And so that leads to Lamar looking bad. And then they had five drops. And then Mark Andrews had a drop in the end zone. That, uh, yeah, the, me probably the drops can kill you. Take it week. from me as a
0: Jacksonville Jaguars fan, the drops Sorry. are – detrimental to the team but,
1: and then to your point where
0: um hit him in the mouth
1: baltimore blitz patrick mahomes 20 times yeah they got zero
0: sacks well and the, the so that that's the problem with blitzing um there are some defensive coaches who think we're going to rush three or we're going to rush four and we'll get the pressure yeah. we get and then we'll run it on the back end. Um, I'm a big believer in blitz heavy defenses. The problem mm. with that is you get burned and then yes. teams end up scoring 21 points in a quarter like the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs did. Um The the good thing about blitzing constantly, uh, you know, and when I say constantly, I want the listeners to know constantly in the NFL isn't like 80% of the time. It's like 40% yeah. to 50% of the time. Um no team ever blitzes really more than Every 45 time. to 50%. I would
1: say the highest rate you're going to
0: get is from Baltimore, basically. Yeah, exactly. And so when I say blitz heavy, it's just on um, pass obvious downs, which in the NFL today is first down and third and long um, because a lot of teams tend to pass on those downs. And it's just, you need to bring pressure to the quarterback because you need him. Even if you don't get the sack, you need him to realize we're here. And we can get to you. Like you're not you invincible back here. You want him yeah. to panic. You want him to get jittery, happy feet. Yeah, exactly. Get the yips. But the problem is Patrick Mahomes, that doesn't happen. The calmest to him.
1: motherfucker ever. Yeah. Jeez, uh, did you see the play where he did the jump fake? Yeah. And then man, completely
0: it's... stopped
1: the DB in his tracks and then turned around through it. And then you see the reverse replay of the DB just throwing his hands on his head like why. Like, yeah, what is happening? <laughs> like why? <laughs>
0: And it's cool because he looks like he's still having fun out there. It's not. I I like the style um, of Patrick Mahomes where he's very much. It reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. He's very carefree. Yeah, he's like, let's just go play. Let's let's have fun. And um and I really enjoy that. I want to have so much fun because some of these. Well, some of these guys. Like you see him out there, like uh, that's your Patrick Mahomes. That's my Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Yeah, like Tom Brady's. Like looks like he's catch up on my mac and (laughs) cheese. Jesus. (laughs) If something goes wrong, Tom Brady looks like he's about to like cut everyone on his team. Yeah, like (laughs) and Patrick's just like, no, we'll get him next time, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Back
1: to what you were saying on Monday, he looks like somebody that those guys just love him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks like... He, he looks like... If you, if he's mad at you, you're like, damn, I got to I gotta do better.
0: I have to do better, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're literally like, I'm fucking up, all right? If he's mad at me, damn. What
0: does that mean about me? Tyreek Hill um, had that one crazy catch in the first half. Yeah, he did. Just wide open in the end zone. That guy is so fast. But yeah, I think... I think the team loves him. I think the guys love playing with him. And it's easy to love, you know, it's easy to love your quarterback when he's that good. Yeah. But also their defense isn't anything to be, you know, slept on either. I mean, they had four sacks in this game. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jones, you know, showing why he got that contract extension. Yeah, yeah. You know, five total tackles, three by himself, two sacks. Tyron uh,
1: Matthew, fucking Hawk
0: out there. Yeah. But and yeah, I, any picks, but fucking just holding shit down. Yeah. So it was a good game. Um, I think it was. To be honest, I think it was a little closer than the score reflects. I mean, that one Eric Fisher play in the end zone was kind of one of those like, oh, come on, what are we doing here? But they're going to score regardless. I know. But I I want to believe that if these teams play again, um, in the postseason, uh, then it's you know what I mean. It's going to be a little different.
1: Well, uh, I don't know because one thing that you want. If you're gonna have a good defense, you want your top DB to be feared and respected, and it don't feel like Patrick Mahomes is afraid of anybody because yeah. Marcus Peters. I was just about to bring him up. <laughs> I was say Marcus Peters, who's currently their number one DB. Uh, Mahomes targeted him nine times for seven completions, and 144 yards.
0: Do you have the Marlon Humphrey targets on that? Mar- yeah, he was targeted
1: eight times. Only for five completions. He did better. He was only targeted for five completions and only
0: 61 yards. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope so, he did better after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, after getting <laughs> this contract he got, I hope he did that After that $100 million better. deal, I hope he played well. But I always root for Calais Campbell, as we used to call him in Jacksonville, oh, yeah. the mayor. Um, right, he had a pretty good game. from the U. He's just he, you know, he's an older guy now, so a lot of this pass rushing and stuff he can do in short spurts, but you know, it it takes its toll. Plus, he's yeah. a monster. I've I've a met him in person him. a few times, and there are not very many guys where I'm like, oh my god, He's like it,
1: six, seven, six, eight? Six, six, eight, nine. Six, oh, six eight,
0: eight. okay, three hundred. Well, it's, it's, he's listed as three hundred <laughs> pounds, but he's definitely bigger than that. Um, he's
1: essentially think of LeBron little
0: bigger, just running at you. Yeah. That's what he is. It's insane. And like <laughs> I said, working at the restaurant I worked at last year, um, it was in the hotel where a lot of the players stay. So I, I mm. got the opportunity to meet a lot of the players that would travel in to play Jacksonville and met a lot of the Jags players as well. And none of them <clears throat> playing In college and stuff and having friends that played in the NFL, none of, most of the time I'm just like, yeah, you look like you play, but you know, you're not like awestruck. When you see Calais Campbell walk in, you are awestruck he's gigantic it's a tower of a man yeah and it's hard it's hard to get you know and it's plus hard.
1: football players aren't that tall usually and no. that's the thing well that's
0: the thing and so it's yeah. hard for someone who's 34 years old at six eight, 300 plus pounds to to constantly be trying to get a pass rush against Patrick Mahomes who can run around like a crazy person so yeah. I I hope that defense kind of figures it out and I, I think they will I think eventually they'll start getting I don't the quarterbacks really
1: will. uh Uh, they're they're too blitz heavy because they don't they haven't in uh, in recent years invested in their front four no so that's why they try to send extra guys and then you got somebody like Matthew Judon who looks great against anybody else but last the other night he had 11
0: blitzes and only got one pressure yeah which is (laughs) you can't if you're gonna blitz that much you need to get pressure that's the point of the you know what I mean that's what we're talking about like if you're gonna go you need to go yeah so, it's just wild. All right. Let's 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 look into uh, tonight's game. Um, do we have to? Yes, we do because <laughs> we talk sports. And if we're going to spend as much time as we did on Jags Dolphins last week, we have to at least touch on Denver. Well, at and least the we don't have a rooting interest
1: because we go a root with you. Well, we, we
0: do have a rooting interest here. Um, you know, God our rest our his soul. Greg, uh, <laughs> our, Greg, our former producer, um, is a huge Denver Broncos fan. So, let's break this down a little bit. Denver yeah. going with um third quarterback this year. Yeah, um what I uh, I looked uh, it up. It's not Mark Rippin.
1: Mark Rippin was the uh his uncle. Is his uncle who yeah. played for the uh now
0: Washington football team. Um, it is Brett Rippin. Yeah. So they're benching Driscoll Obviously, Drew Locke is still out with his injury. Colin Kaepernick still on the – still available. Some still available. available. This is insane to me. So, rip, rip it. according to um, the uh, ESPN's Football Power Index, this game, literally, it's at the Jets, but the split is 50.1% to 49.5% with a little bit of room for error. Um, so I hope they have the Jets winning at least. No, they've got the Broncos what? winning.
1: You have to feel bad if you're a Jets fan. Geez, they're yeah. putting a third quarterback in there and they still don't think you're going to win.
0: Well, that's according to their power index. So now the spread has the Jets favored. Or excuse okay. me, no. Yeah, the Jets are favored oh, in the spread uh, by uh, minus one and a half points. So barely favored. The money line is minus 125. So again, it's pretty much dead even. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's going to be... I, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. There's nothing really I'm looking forward to. I, I'm not playing fantasy this year because it drove me insane last year. And getting ready I'm to move to New York City and everything teams. like that, I, I was just like, I don't have the time for it. So I don't have any rooting interest other than I want to see Denver do well because you know, even though Greg left us, I don't want him <laughs> to be. You know, I want him his team to actually succeed. And yeah. I've got a, a couple of friends in comedy that live in Denver that root for the Broncos, so I'll I'll root for the Broncos tonight, but. I, I don't I really have much else to say on the game. I mean, Sam Darnold needs to, to show something.
1: Yeah, Sam Darnold needs to uh, get all the ghosts out of his head. Um, little backstory on Brett I, I He went to Boise um, at a 64. He started as a rookie. Yeah, started as a rookie. A freshman. Uh,
0: I was going to say, completion. where did he start as a rookie?
1: Sixty-four <laughs> percent completion, one forty-nine uh, QB rating, ninety touchdowns, only twenty-nine picks. So he seemed to have a good career there. Um, Everyone has a good career that plays quarterback at that, Boise. You know what? That is a good. Well, and, since Chris Peterson left, though.
0: Oh no, that's true. Yeah, I was. Gonna, I was say, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking back when there. I played like uh, Kellen Moore and. Yeah! 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 I was say when CP was there,
1: Boise. I loved Boise. Blue Where is he at everything. now? Uh, Peterson. He went to Washington, and then last year, I want I don't remember if it was midseason or right after the season, he stepped down and basically gave the job to his OC and said he was going to be like uh, an administrative assistant or something like. Okay, that Okay, yeah,
0: because I remember when yeah. he went to Washington, and then Washington started having all this success, yeah, and then a it was run. yeah. Anyway, we got off track. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel about this game tonight. Um,
1: Yeah, Darnold needs to prove himself. Gase needs to prove himself. I,
0: I think I, Gase I, is out of there. I, what do you think about that? None of those players want to play for him. None of
1: those players want to play for him. He's a bit of a personality, obviously, but I thought he was a good coach because in the years where Tannehill was healthy in Miami, he they had good records. Tannehill looked good. And they made it to a postseason, and then he his ACL got torn up, and they had to start Matt Moore in the postseason. Yeah, I remember. But that. I mean, he, he they they were able. Their offense wasn't bad. Their offense was good. Their defense was always an issue of Miami. But um, I think
0: so. That's the thing. So, case in point, Jay Gruden, um, head football coach, a manager of you know a, a leader of men, things like that. Maybe not awesome, but as an offensive coordinator, he's yeah. you know he's revered. Yeah. And I think this might be a gay situation, you know, to, to basically say, I didn't want Le'Veon Bell here in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. to, well, he did
1: the same. He he He's great at alienating uh, good players. I'll tell you
0: that. Yeah. And then to kind of make it seem like.
1: And I thank him for that because he gave the Eagles Jay Jay the year we won the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I do remember that. But to, <laughs> he, he basically makes it seem like. It's obviously, he's got this uh, almost like old school head coaching mentality where it's like, so Harbaugh was the exact opposite. Harbaugh got Lamar in there, realized he had to change his philosophy and his entire outlook on the offense. And he did that because he said, instead of trying to get him to fit into my system, a square peg in a round hole, I'm just going to make the peg round now and we're going to work together. And it seems like Adam Gase is the exact opposite is he's very much, we're going to run my system my way. Cause I know what I'm doing. And I, as a what? head coach, well, I was just going to say, so that works as an offensive coordinator because you are not the leader. You're just kind of yeah. like one of these, you know, you're the you're offensive of co- one thing. Yeah, exactly. And so you can be a hard ass, but then the head coach can still kind of maintain order. But as the head coach, You're seen almost in a uh, a tyrannical like uh, form. And it's very much like the players can't, there's no head coach for the players to go to and be like, man, you believe this fucking guy? Yeah. So it's very, I think he's going to alienate the entire team. I don't think he's going to last very much longer because nobody wants to play for a coach like that, especially now in, you know, 2020. Where these guys have been playing for "quote unquote" players, coaches, and there might be people being like who listen to this, going, "Well, tough shit, like that's the coach, that's the coach." Well, you can ask Tom Coughlin how that works out because in Jacksonville, he tried to be Mister Hardass as the vice president of operations, and we lost three of our top five picks yeah. in the last all the good five guys. Years. Were yeah, like, eh, let's boogie. Exactly. So it's it's a, an era of player empowerment, and I don't care how old school you want to be, you cannot in this age of p- player empowerment you cannot act like that because yeah. your players will just leave demand trades not play hold out like it's, it's not n- like you have to coddle
1: the players you just have to treat them with respect that's exactly. the, you're not respecting someone when i don't i didn't even want him here like you're just dismissing me as a person then
0: yeah and that's the thing <laughs> is it's not i'm not saying you have to baby these players i'm not saying you know they're g- grown men but everyone mm. wants to be treated with respect it's not You know, it's not like you can't just scream at people anymore. That's not how this works. It it went from, you know, back in the day, you were, you were lucky to make the team. You were happy to be there and stuff like that. But some of these top tier players now understand that it's, oh, you're lucky to have me. Yeah. And that's been the shift. So, I mean, obviously there's the um, paycheck players, there's the guys who, you know, are just, are, are happy to make the team and things like that. And you know, you never have to worry about those players. What I'm talking about is some of these top tier players like Le'Veon Bell was at one point in his career are going to be like, don't you don't talk to me. Like, are you out of your yeah. mind? Like, you know, if I walk out of here, like you're, you're fucked. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's basically what's happening. And then I have a, I just don't think he's good at nurturing young talent. Like Sam, like no. Sam Darnold admitted last year that he, something was in his head. Like not, you know what I mean? Like he literally said, I'm seeing ghosts out there. Like I don't yeah. know. And for those of you who don't know in football, that means he's seeing things on the field that aren't happening. Like he's throwing yeah. because he thinks he sees cover two, but it's actually cover four and things like that. So what he's saying well, he is feels like,
1: like, I, like he get, has pressure on his neck, but no one's there. So he's throwing yeah. the ball
0: way before he needs to. Exactly. And so you would think uh offensive whisperer an offensive guru would take him aside and work this out and had an entire off season and not to mention the last like 10 games of the season last year to figure it out. Yeah. And he's playing even worse. So yeah. I just don't, I don't think, I don't think he's the answer for the New York jets and we've spent way too much time on this game.
1: <laughs> yeah. We spent more time than I wanted to. Um, I was going to say another thing about, game. Oh, Oh, um, your hall ball thing. Um, I think that is so what I said about Doug Peterson on uh, Monday where I was like, he feels like he's being too involved, self-involved, too cutie or whatnot. I think that's the same thing with Gase because Gase was given the stamp of approval by uh, Peyton Manning when he got the Miami job. So everybody kind of exalted him before even knowing what he was about. And Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, not Jim. Wait. Yeah. John, not Jim. Mm-hmm. Um is a little more down to earth because he got his start as a special teams coach really. So he was never a coordinator of a specific unit. So he doesn't have a system. He doesn't have a philosophy. Yeah, that's true to take in his players and say, all right, what is best for this team now? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on. We're going to move on to baseball before we move on. I just want everyone to know um, Sunday, the Jaguars are at the Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals predicted to win. Ooh! Can uh, you believe that horse shit? Anyway, <laughs> let's move we, on to baseball. Hopefully, you don't tie. Oh, no, we will not tie. <laughs> Gardner Mitchell um, um, beat the shit out of everybody before we tie. Um, my
1: playoffs. MLB, MLB playoffs, playoffs baby. MLB playoffs. So, we already playoffs. got. Playoffs. So, the playoffs are different this year. We have eight teams in, we have a first round that is a three game. Series, yeah, three game series. So, first of two wins, we've already got three teams that have advanced. Um, the NL didn't start until yesterday, but the AL started uh, the day before. So, the Yankees won last night in a thriller, uh, 10 9 to move on. And, um, the Rays, my team to win it all, uh, walked away beating the Blue Jays and the third team i'm doing this the top of my head by the way
0: are you really i'm trying to yeah. like find it I, was about right to now. Say, um,
1: I know the white Sox lost to tie that oh yeah marcus uh the houston astros beat the twins the astros who were the lower seed beat the twins to uh advance as well is anybody talking about the cheating thing or is that kind of um that kind of tampered down because uh every I mean, they had their scuffle with uh Joe Kelly and the Dodgers, and then they had that fight with the coach and uh the A's. But since then, I mean, because of the suspensions that the league handed down, everybody kinda cooled off on all that.
0: Okay. I just I didn't know what was going on with that. As just far because, as the
1: players, um yeah. the media is still like every once in a while we'll mention hey, these guys so are Peter's. Minnesota's out. Minnesota's out. Sorry, Marcus. is out. Yeah, sorry, Marcus. Cleveland's Cleveland's out. out. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Yankees. They play the Yanks. Um, God, look at that lack of defense. Ten nine. And the Buffalo Blue Jays are out.
0: (laughs) The Buffalo Blue
1: Jays. (laughs) They had to play all their home games in Buffalo because Canada
0: was like, no, (laughs) no. Aaron Judge first. First at bat of the game, home run, and then swung out the same out. thing the other day, too. Swung out the rest of those at bats. God, that that's all it takes. That whole Fusion famine thing the, with the, this yeah. new hitting style of future famine like, either we're going to strike out or we're going to hit home runs. I oh man, that makes me so nervous.
1: Yeah, I was a but it may it makes you nervous, but then you also know you have a, a wider berth of failing. That's yeah, what's interesting sure. as well. Um, you can all it fail takes is more. one play. You got Joey Gallo, who's not in the playoffs, but now you're getting me on a jag here. Uh, You got Joey Gallo, who strikes out 200 times a year, but he's going to give you 30 homers, 40 homers. So it's like, eh, fair trade off, I guess, even though that's barely over
0: 220. That's insane.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So what do we got coming up today? We've got a lot uh, happening. Your Miami Marlins are playing. I was saying,
1: this was all a, This was all a ruse, so I could talk about my Miami Marlins, folks. Uh, the team that everybody counted out, we had 18 positive COVID tests. They were mad bullshit rumors talking about, oh, they went to the strip club. I see you, Bob Nightingale. No, this team hunkered down, got focused, had numerous doubleheaders, played 10 games in seven days at Boom. one point. And we... It came out with an above five hundred record, second in our division behind Phillies and Bryce Harper and J T. Realmuto. I see you. You wanted that trade. You got it. I'll take Sixto Sanchez. Um, who else did we? Be? We finished ahead of the Mets. The Mets are a shit show. We finished ahead of the Nats, the uh, World Series reigning team. Uh, I, I do like Scherzer and Strasburg though. Um, and they lost Rendon. But uh, yesterday, two p.m. Eastern. Um we had South Sandy Alcantara on the bump. Okay. And, uh, okay. We only we only walked out of there beating the Cubs, the leader of the Central. Five one. No big deal. Uh six-do on the bump today. Uh just looking to advance two games and walk away. Every time the Marlins have made the playoffs, they have won the World Series. So interesting we'll see what stat. Yeah, we'll that is that is a true happens. statistic. <laughs> other notable games. Uh, the Braves went to 13 yesterday. CeCe Sabathia is uh-huh. taking
0: uh, St. Louis Cardinals as kind of his dark horse for the uh, World Series, which I thought was interesting. Um, they beat, who did they beat? San Diego. They beat the fucking Padres. Yeah, very which I, I really like San Diego just because, I obviously, know. I picked
1: them to make it to the fucking World Series.
0: The underdog in me, but nice. I don't watch as much baseball as you do, and by that I mean I don't watch enough. Don't watch baseball. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch baseball enough, Um, but I'm still going with the Rays and the Dodgers, just because. Yeah, I mean that's a good pick, honestly. which is weird because I'm normally I normally always root for the lesser teams well, and the underdogs the and stuff. Are but essentially I, I
1: mean Dodgers the Rays are the underdogs of the perennial underdogs. Honestly. Yeah, exactly.
0: So that's why Even I if mean they're, they're one. I've always rooted for the Rays because they do it the right way with their farm system, and you know yeah, especially when Madden was there, it was insane. Ever.
1: Yeah, they're still probably the best ran organization like for sure my buddies are Rays fans and we always put down bets uh, Marlins Rays and I'm always paying out money because it, no matter the they are the Patriots defense in the sense that nameless faceless you don't know who's there but yep. they're coming to play and they're gonna win yep <laughs> exactly so, yeah. oh, so let's go Miami let's go Marlins let's Go Marlins and if not the Marlins well, let's go Rays I'm looking for a Florida uh, Stanley Cup and a Florida World Series. And a Florida Super Bowl if the Jacksonville
0: Jaguars have anything to say yeah.
1: about it. Ow! Uh, I thought you were going to say NBA Finals. I'm going to say I uh, don't think the Heat have a chance. They got there. They got there.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got there. Um, Real quick, uh, before we end the episode, I did just want to touch on uh, college football this weekend, only because my Florida Atlantic Owls are finally, finally going to play a game. First finally four games were either off. postponed or canceled. We are playing uh Charlotte. It's at FAU, um, obviously, we're the favorite in the game. Um, I hope so. I'm excited. Four o'clock Saturday. We'll see what happens, but I'm just happy that they're finally, finally being able to play. Do um, we want to touch on a couple of these other notable games for the NA, or excuse me, for college football?
1: Yeah, we got an Alabama, Texas, and M game. Jimbo versus Nick Saban. So always a
0: good coaching matchup. And then Auburn, Georgia, 7.30. Yeah, there's a lot of good games. Um, obviously, I want to see what Mike Leach can do with this air raid offense. Yeah, um, back. Yeah. Um, I just think because with this SEC-only schedule, it's going – like there's no warm-up games. There's no tune-up games. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, it's all pressure cookers.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how this how this plays out. Um, like I said, obviously, I'm super excited for the FAU game. Um, I'm just kind of looking at the schedule now. Hmm. This is going to be um, Georgia-Auburn. Did you already mention that?
1: Yeah, Georgia-Auburn. The only two I mentioned
0: was Georgia-Auburn, A&M, and and uh, Alabama. Okay. Yeah, LSU drops a- to twenty. Um, at Vanderbilt, uh, that's not going to be a rollover game. I mean, I think they'll win that, but that's not going to be a. And then our uh, former head coach Lane Kiffin, now at Old Miss, will be playing <laughs> Kentucky. So always rooting for the Lane train, baby. Choo choo. Yeah, or you like Lane. Yeah. yeah. Alright, there we uh, go. That's a little quick recap. Um, just throwing it out there. Uh, FAU does have a brand new running back. It has a brand new tight end and a brand new uh, quarterback. Already making
1: excuses.
0: No, I'm not making any excuses. I'm just saying um, uh, tight end and running back are both in the NFL um, and so we'll see what happens. Our quarterback no was dismissed for no her issues. For her? Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. And um, anyway, anything else you want to hit on today? I know we normally do a little shorter episode, and you got to get ready for work. So yeah,
1: Uh today's my day off. Um, oh yeah, Notre the Dame had
0: thirty
1: nine. Uh, Notre Dame had thirty nine positives, so they're still. On, uh, yeah, they're still on back order, essentially. <laughs> uh, so
0: yeah, Jesus. protect the kids. Protect the kids. Hide your Please. kids. Hide your wife. All right. Uh, plugs. Plugs. Um, follow me everywhere on social media. I'm at Brennan T comedy. Check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Had a great episode with a good friend of mine and comedian Marcus Crespo. Actually went really well. Um, I normally hate listening back to my podcast, but <laughs> I actually listened back to that one because it was, it was so much fun. Um, and again, Brennan T Joe, what do you got?
1: Uh, this is where I drop a scroll. Uh, You can follow me personally at Joe Dorville. You can follow at Twitter and Instagram. You can follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at Curing Press. You can follow the uh, parent show, which I do with some hot dogs. Hot dogs. Um, at a new low dot co. Uh, the website at a new low pod, Twitter, Instagram at a new low pod on Twitch. Um, I think we're dark today. Actually, Brennan. Uh. Oh. We discussed it. We forgot to put it in the group chat. Uh, So you have a night off from us. Um, uh, At who does a podcast for my Hamilton podcast. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And my rap album, Headphone Joe, no O, no E. And the no O, oh, no E is in the headphone, not the Joe part. Because that would be weird if it's in the Joe part. It's a thought I had the other day, so I'm saying that now.
0: I never uh, caught that. I always just knew it was in the phone part.
1: Yeah. I was, about to say, but
0: I, I was at work the other day,
1: and I was I was listening to one of the shows, and I was hearing the plug, and I was like, there's an O and E and Joe. I wonder if anybody <laughs> has had this thought. So let me just say this before... You know, somebody looks this up oddly.
0: Um, uh, classic.
1: Yeah, and I think that's it. I think I, oh, uh, the newest addition to our network, the Misbehavioral Journal Club uh, a show done by two female scientists, and they talk about and study some new researches. I, I'm going to listen to it today, I promise.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We'll see everybody on uh, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday morning ish. And remember, that's why we play the game.
1: Hello. Hello.